on the block on demand. This is on the block with Brent Axe. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, CBS, Chiefs, Patriots, AFC Championship. And that right there, my friends, am I wrong in saying is the most anticipated thing of Super Bowl 53? How many plays Tony Romo will predict, how Tony Romo will be in the booth, Tony Romo, period. I mean, the game itself is interesting in a number of ways. These were uh, two teams that most anticipated to be here. Sean McVay, 33, versus Bill Belichick, 66. Can Aaron Donald and that Rams defense get to Tom Brady, who has not been sacked at all in this postseason? The obvious storyline with the Patriots in their ninth Super Bowl with Brady and Belichick and going for another one and continuing that dynasty. I mean, the game itself, the real nitty-gritty, you know, nerdy football stuff has a lot of matchups to look at. But I cannot remember a Super Bowl where the booth has gotten more attention. And it's always a big deal and always gets more attention. No matter, you know, it goes to the rotation. NBC has it, CBS has it, Fox has it. And it's always interesting to see how the Super Bowl coverage amps up. Because CBS also has the CBS Sports Network. And I was watching a lot of their Super Bowl programming last night. A couple friends of the show were on it. Adam Zucker and Damon Amanda Laura and a bunch of SU guys. And it's like, this is cool. This is just, this is why you work for C- Adam Shine. Our friend does a show on the CBS Sports Network, and it's you just to see them like living it up and being a part of Super Bowl coverage when your network has the Super Bowl, like that's pretty cool. Ian Eagle, I mean, the names roll off the tongue here. There's a lot of Syracuse alums that are right in the heart of, of Super Bowl coverage throughout the week on the network or part of the network that has it. Okay, so that always gets in an attention in terms of how the game will be broadcast because it's the most-watched television show every year. Not sporting event, television show. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl for a reason. It's why the comparison, the Super Bowl of, gets made to so many things. And there's always added things, you know, okay, so CBS has the game, and they're going to have this many cameras, and what's the new technology, and what are the new things we'll notice during the game? Well, The best thing CBS has going for it is not how many cameras, not how many replays they're going to have, not the new, I've lost track of whatever technology we're at, 8D, 5G, I don't care, I don't know. I got a good TV and and I'll watch it on my TV and as long as it's working, I'm fine. The most anticipated thing is something you don't need technology for. It's Tony Romo. It's a good analyst in the booth. Romo has already reached a status that there are certain names that I'm going to mention and you're going to think of something immediately. John McEnroe. What do you think of when I say the name John McEnroe? Passion. You cannot be serious. Opinionated. Straight shooter. Right? Charles Barkley. Same thing. He's not a game analyst. He's more of a, you know, on-set analyst. 
but as a go-to guy for his not only his analysis, but his opinion of the game. John Madden, Chris Collinsworth, they are after the fact. Tony Romo has brought something to the table that we just have not seen, and that is clearly calling out the play or a scenario of two or three plays that will happen based on what he's seeing, doing it in real time, and doing it in layman's terms. Folks, I want you to take a step back and appreciate, and you don't need Uncle Brent to you know preach to you about this, but... I can't think of any other way to say this other than, do you know how freaking hard that is? Now do it with 111 million people watching and just four producers in your ear and just all the bells and whistles that go with broadcasting a major sporting event like the Super Bowl. I hope that CBS recognizes that we, the audience, love it. To give Tony Romo the green light to do it. But I think we've also got to be careful about this because one of the reasons it worked so well in that Chiefs-Patriots game was the pace of the fourth quarter. That was as insane a fourth quarter as I've ever seen. If the Super Bowl is a blowout, who cares if Tony Romo can predict the play? The reason it was so entertaining in the AFC Championship game is because the game was entertaining and Romo did something that is rare these days. A broadcaster that elevated our experience watching the game. Getting a sense of what was coming beforehand. They've got to go back to the Brady sneak or something, don't they? Oh, they're killing it. Usually means a motion and a run out wide to the right. Here's the handoff and to the end zone! The Sony Michelle! Like, that was four seconds. Saw it, recognized it, called the play, and then there it is. So I don't. I hope we don't all go in like, Tony, tell me the future every play. It depends on how the game is going. But I cannot remember a time, maybe when there was a new analyst in the booth and this was the first time that so-and-so would be calling a Super Bowl that you would kind of go into it like, oh, I wonder how this guy's going to do, right? This is the biggest game Tony Romo's ever been involved in, and I know that's obvious to say because it's the Super Bowl, but think about it. Troy Aikman is in the Fox booth because he won three Super Bowls. Jason Witten is on Monday Night Football, not because he won Super Bowls or played a lot of games, but he was a recognizable player. He has at least a knowledge of the game and, and, you know, the thought was he could relate to people, but he has not seen a game of this magnitude because ESPN, just they get cut off in the first round of the playoffs. Collinsworth is too far removed from the sport in terms of the big games that he played. And like, you don't even remember, like, who knows who Chris Collinsworth played for, first of all? Do you remember what team he played for? Like, he's so good, as, and that's a compliment to him, by the way. He's so good as a broadcaster, you don't even care. Because with Romo and Witten and Aikman, same team, of course, you associate them as Cowboys. A lot of you probably had to think about that. For Who did Collinsworth play for? He had the Bengals. Madden became such a brand as a personality and the video game that there are people that you talk to, particularly younger people, they're like, oh, he coached? Yeah, he coached the Oakland Raiders. He won a Super Bowl. Like, there was a time he was the best coach in football, right? But if you can take your brand 
to a different level like that. I don't think people are going to forget anytime soon that Romo was a Cowboys quarterback because it's so fresh in our minds. But he is walking into a stadium as a part of the biggest game he's ever been a part of because he did not make it this far. He didn't even make it to a conference championship game. There's going to be, of the three notable quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Tony Romo, you can make the argument that the most pressure is on Tony Romo to carry this broadcast and at least do what we know he's capable of doing. Because no matter what Tom Brady does, his legacy is in stone. If anything, if Brady has a bad game, you start to say, okay, well, he's 41. Like, he is not ageless. Time beat Tom. Tom versus time. Well, time's going to win that. Jared Goff is in his third year as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And while you can't take this for granted, I'm sure Dan Marino thought he'd be in a few more Super Bowls after he got there in his rookie season. I'm willing to bet that Goff will be back here, or at least in position to be back here, while there is pressure on him as a young quarterback to outduel Belichick, have a big game on the biggest stage. If he loses, it's like, okay, well, there's a young quarterback on a really good team. They'll be back or at least have the infrastructure to be back. Romo has the most pressure on him because of how big that broadcast is. If the game gets close, CBS is going to say, turn on the juice, man. They're going to want it, and they'd be smart to. And I think he can handle it. The thing with Romo is he's not only having so much fun, like he was born to do this. Like he, he just, it's not a surprise in a sense that Quarterbacks would love to have this perspective throughout the game. And that's why they call the guys up in the booth and and the offensive coordinators with the headsets on are talking to them during timeouts and they're looking at those pictures on the sideline using all the technology they have these days because they want that perspective. Romo as a quarterback, think of what's being used in the sport today. It's not like he left football and they reinvented the thing. Like He sees a lot of the formations because... He probably ran them, knows them. He's a football nerd. There's just certain people that have certain memories for things and can just see it. It makes sense that he's this good at it because he probably ran a lot of those plays, recognizes these things. And what else are we anticipating about the Super Bowl? I mean, I'm going to play some clips during hot takes from Roger Goodell today, but Roger Goodell said nothing, as usual. Sean Payton got a lot of headlines today because he wore a T-shirt that, you know, took a shot at Goodell. Maroon 5 canceled their press conference, and this is a big deal. Why? And all the conspiracy theories are flow. Oh, why did Maroon 5 cancel their press? Who cares? Just go out there and play some songs at halftime. I don't care. Adam Levine's a good personality, and he'd probably have some good liners. But those press conferences are for the media. It's not for you. You don't care what Adam Levine says at a press conference, nor should you. I got a kick out of it when you when Prince was there at a press conference. Like, I don't care. If, I love Springsteen. Don't get me wrong, but no, you're taking Springsteen away from rehearsal time. I want Springsteen to kill it when he's singing to me, not at a press conference on Friday for a bunch of media hacks that are just waiting for the game. See, see what I'm getting at here? There's going to be no controversy with the teams because everything's so locked down these days and no player is going to step out of bounds and be a distraction for their teams. None of the players say anything at these press conferences. Media day's over. So what we'll build is not only the game and the hype and the usual stuff 
and the usual routines we go through the Super Bowl, but you need something new every year. What's new about the Super Bowl this year? Sometimes the most exciting thing is, ooh, Chris brought a delicious guacamole dip. That was not at the party last year. This year it's Romo. Will he live up to that? It's kind of hard to do because if you watch that Chiefs-Patriots game, he pitched a no-hitter. Like, that was beautiful what happened there. But if the Super Bowl goes at a good pace, if the game is close, and play calling matters, again, if it's 28-6 in the fourth quarter, I don't care what calls they're making. It doesn't matter. If it's a close game, it's everything. And CBS has the perfect guy in the booth to enhance what is already the most-watched television show of the year. A little more Super Bowl and hot takes coming up. We'll continue on the Syracuse-Boston College front, getting ready for that game. We'll go on the blind side later. Still a lot to do on this bitterly cold evening here in central New York. Three degrees. Three. It's a Babe Ruth out there. It's a Jerry McNamara out there. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, back after this. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back here on the block, ESPN Radio. We're going places. In a new Toyota from Burdick Toyota at Drivers Village in Cicero, the Toyota lineup has it all from the great fuel economy of the Corolla to the sheer power and towing capacity of the Tundra. You need that. Get somebody out of a snowbank when it's two degrees outside. Take advantage. Great lease deals now. Burdick Toyota. You can visit BurdickToyota.com for more. Stop on in. Go see them. At Burdick Toyota at Drivers Village in Cicero. That means Seth is here. He's got five questions. We don't know what they are. Let's be blindsided, shall we? It's time for the blind side. You may fire when ready, Commander. Oh, Commander. Yes. I say that every time. You just Do noticed you? that? I didn't yes. think you said Commander every time. You may fire when ready, Commander. Right. Uh, when's the last time a defending national champion played on someone else's homecoming game? I don't know, but I want to. And I believe it was Dino Babers who said a couple yes. of years ago, you don't see Alabama as yes, anybody's homecoming game. After he was the homecoming game at BC yeah. and they won. Yes. Bring him on, baby. Clemson, <laughs> defending national champions, homecoming game, Syracuse, New York. You know what? I love it. I love that they're just going all in on that weekend. I think that's a message to the local fan base. Like, hey, you want tickets to this game? You better buy them. I think we're heading towards the first sellout for a football game in Syracuse in a long time. I don't know what the last official sellout is off the top of my head. It was the first game in the Dome. No, there was there were other sellouts. I think Tennessee in 98 was a sellout. There was I think there was a few others. But that one's selling out. I think that's an official sellout. Like the basketball game for Duke where they, they will announce we have sold out this game. SU Clemson's heading for that. Would you make the cut for a, a Syracuse Celebrity All-Star game? I think I would actually. I think I would. Like if big for, shot for what sport? I, Doesn't matter. Just if we put together a yeah. celebrity all star game. Well, the the, the all star well, game is coming up, so the NBA puts on a celebrity gotcha. game. Like if there was a celebrity basketball game, would you make the cut for a Syracuse celebrity well, basketball? Well, I don't know. I've been invited to a few of these things, but like every year they do like these celebrity things at the fair. I never get asked. I did get asked to um, MC when the Hanson brothers were here at the fair over the summer, but I, I had a conflict. I couldn't go. So my man Dave Bullard over at the fair, shout out. He was thinking of your boy. 
Um, I get asked to speak to people a lot. I get asked to talk to classes a lot. So what would be the local equivalent of the NBA celebrity all-star? I don't know. What's like the big celebrity thing? I did get asked to be in that, uh, the local dance competition they do that's like Dancing with the Stars. That's a thing? I that's didn't know that. a thing. I got asked to do that. Couldn't do it. Yeah, but Salmonine did that one. See, so how big? So, yeah, so exactly. what are they looking for? So how big of a celebrity are we talking <laughs> about here? And it's like I say on the show, like, I don't want to go to your wedding. but you I want to be invited. I want to be invited. I don't want to go to Paulie's Super Bowl party. But please invite. But it's not Paulie's anymore. It's Daniel Baldwin's. I want to be invited to Daniel Baldwin's Super Bowl party. You don't want to go though. I will not go because okay. Daniel Baldwin lives in the middle of nowhere. In the yeah. middle of nowhere, and I'm not coming home at midnight from a Super Bowl party. But I will say this: Daniel Baldwin can cook. My man can cook, and I would think about going to that party. So a lot <laughs> of these events that are out there, like I don't want to go to, but I want to be invited to. Can I give you a bonus question based off what you just said? Sure. Better chance of you going Polly's party or Daniel's party? Daniel's party, 100%. 100%. Have you seen Daniel's pad? It's a nice no, pad. No, I have not. I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a nice crib, man. If Plus, Robin's there. Like, it's such a better atmosphere. It's just Polly's Robin, Robin Indy, which one? Exactly. Is that, is that what you're saying? Polly's dog and his fish versus... <laughs> The good food, the good atmosphere at Daniel's place. So anyway, to make a long answer to your question, yes, I think I would be invited to whatever the highest celebrity thing in this town would be. You would get invited. I'm in. All right, I fine. think I'm in. Uh, if one person could play you in a movie, who would it be? I have heard from our good friend Stephen Norris Syracuse that I have a resemblance to Bruno Kirby. I don't know who that is. He has since passed. He was in uh, a bunch of movies. Bruno Kirby was a that guy in a lot of movies. That guy. Particularly, um, what was the movie with Billy Crystal and they went and they were cowboys? You know what I'm talking about? I can't think of the name of it right now. (laughs) You're asking the wrong person. I'm totally asking the wrong person. But everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. You look nothing like this guy. Bruno Kirby? (laughs) You look nothing like him. talk to Stephen North Syracuse. Ah, that one picture. You know who I do look like, though? No. I don't... You don't think so? Okay. Look up... I don't know this guy's name, but he's currently on the CBS show Scorpion, and he was in the American Pie movies. I look like him. That's who would play me in a movie. So we got to find his name. I even forget the name of the character he played. He's the guy that hooked up with Stifler's mom in the American Pie movies. That's who should play me. Were you talking about when Harry met Sally? No, no. City Slickers. Yeah, there you City go. City Slickers. I was going to get to that one. Bruno Kirby was in that. That was the next one okay. I was actually going to say. All right, so who's the kid from American Pie? Did you find that? I was on Bruno Kirby's Wikipedia uh, page. All right, well, there's a guy. In- Charlie, are you listening out there? This is what interns do. Look Hold up. Hold on. I, I, look, I... What was the name of his character in the movie? American Pie movies. He hooked up with Stifler's mom. I forget his name. I've got a picture of him in my head. Not Jason Biggs. No, not Jason (laughs) Biggs. Not Jason Biggs. So anyway, that guy. We'll find out who that is. That's who should play me in a movie. Uh, If Johnny's mother had three children, one was named April, the other was named May, what was the third child's name? What? Johnny's mom had three kids. Uh-huh. One was named April. The other was named May. What was the third child's name? Johnny's April June. Johnny. Oh, Don. Oh, 
Give me the. <laughs> I fell for that. That's a quality blindside <laughs> question. Shows you how much I pay attention to these things. Uh, last one we got for you. <laughs> I can't. I fell for that one. That's bad. That was so funny. That's bad. Uh, here to comment on that is uh, Stephen A. Smith. I have an announcement to make, and it's very important, and I'm going to say this to America right now. I got that wrong. Is the NBA draft lottery rigged? The NBA draft lottery is manipulated. So, I will say that. So, yes? It is manipulated. Frozen envelopes. Yes. And such. I I don't believe Those in... Those lottery balls aren't always the same. Look, I don't believe in Just conspiracy saying. theories. I do believe that that envelope was messed with. That envelope was messed with. It was very convenient when Cleveland got the number one pick. When a Three times named, in four years in, after. In, yeah. And a certain player named yeah. LeBron James went number one. Not every year. It doesn't have to be every year. But when it's needed. Eddie Thomas? It is manipulated. Is that what you're thinking of? Can you show me? He's currently on the CBS hit show Scorpion. He was in the American Pie movies. Don't know his name. This guy? Yes, that guy. What's his name? Eddie K. Thomas. Eddie K. Thomas. There you go. That's my guy right there. Yeah. Yeah, more. Come on, he looks like more than me. the other. More than the other. Who one. would play you in a movie? I don't know. I've never thought of this. Think about it, and we'll come back. I got a text of a doppelganger on uh, on CNN today. You do look like Chris Saliza. Was it Chris Saliza? No, it was not. No, you you definitely look like Saliza. It was uh, it was some guy from New Orleans who covers the Saints. We'll break on that note. That's the Blind Side, presented by Burdick Toyota. We will plot the movie about my life and talk more Syracuse basketball. Stay right. Thank you. Bye-bye.